everybody. Welcome to Like a Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's guest is Hoon Yim. Uh, I'd like to start off with a new sound from my roadcaster, and that was the M10P and Silent Shutter. It is pretty silent. That's recorded close to the mic, just so you could hear it. Um, but once again, thank you, Yoon, for taking the time out of your day. And I am looking forward to recording. So uh, please tell the world and the podcast a little about yourself, where you're from, where you live, where you've been, anything you'd like us to know. Yeah, thank you for having me, Ricky. Um, so I'm currently in L.A. Um, I'm originally from Korea. And... Um, I, uh, I was a recent, uh, film school graduate. So, you know, trying to figure things out from here. Um, and of course, you know, street photography is, um, you know, another passion of mine and they're quite closely related. So, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So if you don't mind me asking which part of Korea you're from, I've been there a few times and I absolutely love going mm-hmm. there. I'm, I'm originally from Seoul, Seoul, Korea. Okay. So that's I've been where there. my family's at and whatnot. Yeah. I've been there Three times for work. Um, all three times nice. are a lot more fun than the other. I have plenty of stories from there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've never a lot been... A of drinking involved, I'm guessing. Soju, uh, which I stay away from yeah. now. It's the devil. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, right. But yeah, the few times I have been to Seoul and Korea, I've never really went there for street photography but it's an another place i would like mm-hmm. to revisit with the intent of making photos so yeah have you shot in korea right. street street photography or photography at all i have yeah yeah i have um re- a couple of years ago though because i haven't been back in a while but um i normally uh when i try to shoot there it, it's you know it's a very different kind of vibe from you know cities in the states and, you know, people dress differently and they're kind of, I guess, um, their looks kind of come out in different ways. So, um, one place I really enjoyed shooting in Korea was uh, a lot of the markets because there's a lot of characters there, kind of like food markets or, um, um, I don't know how to exactly put it, but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, they, they sell like fish and stuff too, but there's also like a huge like food vendor market where, you know, just a lot of people kind of walk around and, um, yeah, you, you kind of get uh, a lot more texture there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. the street market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I lived in Cambridge, does the town center they have a market and it's every day and it's pretty much the same books, clothes, yeah. food, mm-hmm. excuse me, vegetables, um, and the vegetables miraculously they last like they could last a month if you let them. You don't want them to. Obviously, yeah. you want to eat yeah. them, but. Uh, this bad experiences from the state, I would states, I would buy vegetables and like a day later, they're already ready to be thrown away. Uh, just random tangent. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I do know yeah, no worries. Yeah. The, the style street market. You said, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Osan. Uh, I might've heard of it, but I, I don't think I've been there myself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a, the town where one of the air force bases are located and, um, that's where we start before mm-hmm. we we head over to Seoul. But uh, there there's some street markets mm-hmm. there, and I did some wandering. So very cool places. Nice. Uh, I've been into. I have, if anyone's wondering, and they've been to Korea. I have been into the shops with the secret doors. I've been into double door, double secret doors, and triple secret door shops, and it's quite a, an experience. And if you don't buy something, they get mm-hmm. really upset. So don't waste their time. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 part of the yeah part of the deal. Yeah, 
I, I, you said it's kind of challenging to shoot in, in Korea. I, I kind of know what you mean because sometimes the people there are not very welcoming. It could be because I'm American and it's very noticeable um, or not. I don't know. Um, so, but I, overall, I've had. No, I, I think it, it's a. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're um, but no, I, I think it's, it's, I get what you're saying though, because it's a different culture and I don't think people are used to being fo- photographed to begin with. So they kind of look at me weird whenever I walk around with a camera, you know, kind of, you know, I, I feel like when I'm like in downtown LA, like, I feel like people are very open. Some of them would just kind of pose for me just out of the blue, you know, but in Korea, it's, I don't think it's, it's as common. So I think that that could be just part of that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, if ever I do go back to Korea for work, uh, I will have my camera and I will hopefully not get beat up by somebody who yeah. took their photo. Right. Um, yeah, uh, that, I'm just saying that because of past experiences. Great times. Can't complain. Mm-hmm. But uh, when did you start making photos? When did you begin photography? Uh, what genre mm-hmm. did you start? And then uh, we'll mm-hmm. lead that into when you discovered street photography. Right. So actually, uh, well, so first of all, I, I started taking photos um, probably beginning um, around 2018. So about three years now that I've been taking uh, street photos. And I got got into photography specifically for uh, street photography because I've always was so you know fascinated by that genre. And um, but I never really had a chance to really explore or. Um, you know, get into it because, you know, I, you know, the kind of cameras that I used to have, they're, you know, not really ideal for that. And also I didn't really live in a big city. So, you know, there was just kind of, you know, trying to find, you know, more opportunities, but, um, you know, 2018, I just started, you know, my, uh, you know, film school in LA and, you know, I, um, I just, you know, I was living in LA, so there was just plenty of opportunities and I just, thought, you know, why not just go into this? Because, you know, I, it seemed like everything was there for me to do it and always wanted to do it. So, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's interesting. Uh, most people that I speak to, they, they discover street photography later. So hearing someone who mm-hmm. naturally just loves street ph- photography from the start is uh, always refreshing. We love you and we welcome you. Uh, you are now a friend of the yeah. community. Um, you say you're Thank in you. LA. Uh, have you mm-hmm. heard of Greg Hatton? Uh, his Instagram name is Renaissance Man. Uh, I don't think I have. No. Okay. Uh, well, he's. Uh, we follow each other on Instagram. I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and uh, you should. Yeah, I'd have to look contact, him up. Yeah, contact him. I think you two would have a great time. Yeah, I really together. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I is it? What is it about street photography that you like? What interests you the most? So, right. Uh, so I think my kind of original fascination, even before I started shooting, was just the fact that, you know, the kind of the materials that you create, you know, this kind of photography or images from is real life. You know, it was just kind of hard to understand in the beginning, you know, that, you know, everything kind of depended upon pure coincidence. And I, and I was really fascinated by that idea because you have so little, I mean, in my mind, before I began, I, I just felt that you have so little control over kind of the images, you know, you're creating. And, you know, and when I, you know, kind of looked at, you know, other people's work, 
before I started, I, you know, I was always kind of fascinated by like, how do people kind of just go out and do this? Because everything had to align, you know, like in the right moment to kind of create a good photo, uh, especially for street photography. And that to me, that, that was just so mysterious to me. And that really kind of draw me in. But I also love the fact that, you know, you're, you're creating something from like, I don't want to say nothing. I mean, it's, I mean, the world is very rich in terms of inspiration and what you can take photos from. But, you know, normally when, when you think about, you know, creating art, you, you, people think about very controlled settings and, you know, you have to be able to do what you want. But this, this was like the opposite of that. This is more like you, you have to be open to what's going on almost. So that was really, that was really fascinating for me. Okay. I, I like that. I, I agree with a lot of stuff you said. Uh, I know what you meant when you said creating something from nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure most uh, people shooting in the streets can kind of feel the same. And it's it's very challenging, uh, especially when you want a certain look and a certain like idea and you have to find mm-hmm. it. And where you find it is the challenging part. So those moments are there. You have to find it, right? That's our job. Like, it's not going to show up. It's not going to knock on our camera lens cap and say, hey, take my picture. Right, Um, right. Definitely agree. So you said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. You mentioned film school. Did you go to photography school? Mm -hmm. I did not, no. Um, I just, I studied English before and uh, I I always wanted to be a filmmaker, still do. uh, And um, yeah, so the natural thing was to go to film school, but you know, photography also, you know, I mean, film is a very visual medium. So, you know, I, I felt that, you know, if, if I could kind of study, you know, photography, it will obviously help. So it kind of tied in that way. But also just, you know, like what I said, you know, I was in a big, you know, big city that I've never been in before. And, you know, having all these kind of, kind of fascinating, you know, really like, you know, streets, you know, and people, you know, that just made me think, you know, I really should just do it, you know. So that was, yeah. Perfect. So I, I, I kind of misinterpret me just being a photographer. Whenever I heard the word film, I naturally just think mm-hmm. of 35 millimeter or 120. Yeah, uh, right, right. But yeah. you're referring to like video. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Kind of the visual narrative mm-hmm. type of film. Yeah. No worries. I spoke to someone before and they were also they were a videographer before and then they switched into photography and Mm -hmm. i i like that aspect because Mm -hmm. they they taught me some some things on you know telling a story within 24 frames so uh what Mm -hmm. have you learned how how can you tell your story in 24 frames what did the school teach you i'm interested in knowing in film school, yeah. Uh, so it's to me. I mean, film school was actually a, a really technical process because I, before I really had no idea how you, you know, made a movie or what kind of went into it. Um, and it's it's really about creating this perfect illusion, you know, that is that goes unbroken for you know one and a half hours or so, and it's really. And it's so much of it is about logistics and kind of maintaining this kind of like, I guess. Um, image of you know what this story is supposed to be and the big difference about i guess photography is that photography you only need that to happen for one single frame so you only need one moment to be like that but movies it's more like you need that for like a couple of hours so that i mean and that that takes a lot of money and manpower and that's really kind of the big lesson that i've learned about you know filmmaking um so yeah perfect uh well put 
essentially exactly what the other person said is one frame oh, yeah. versus <laughs> multiple funny. frames. Like yeah. y- if you can't take a single picture, how can you make a movie? So, uh, you know, for everyone who thinks it's easy just to grab a camera and just start recording. Um, yeah, anyone could do that. You can do that with your iPhone. But again, like most photographers do the same thing with their, their smart camera or smartphone and they just do the same. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely challenging. Um, so, um, yeah, welcome to street photography, essentially. Uh, hopefully you yeah. can make magic on both sides of the spectrum, film and single. I hope so, too. Still yeah. um, so what camera did you start off? You mentioned when you were starting off street photography, like mm-hmm. the camera didn't fit you, right? I guess because of the size. Uh, but what camera did yeah. you start with? So, and, and then right. what... What when did you choose Leica? Why did you choose Leica? Right. So the, the camera I had, uh, and this is like the camera I had since high school until kind of um, you know I, I really for most I only really owned two cameras, and basically the first camera was a Canon Rebel T three I. I think a lot of people might have that, you know, um, and uh, you know it was right. Yeah, and it could do video and also photos, and it was a DSLR. So I, you know, it was like a really good deal when I got it. Um, and but the problem with that camera, I guess, in terms of trying to do street photography, was that you know the focus was very, um, the autofocus was really slow. You know, and um, you know there was just a lot of things that weren't really ideal. So what would happen is, you know, I would take a picture and, you know, I would look at it afterwards and I just realized that it looked nothing like what I thought I was getting or what I was wanting to get, you know, the detail didn't really translate into, you know, what I ended up kind of getting. So those things were kind of, you know, um, I guess, you know, somewhat frustrating, but also it, it kind of limited a lot of kind of, kind of the more intuitive aspect of things where, you know, I really feel like, you know, take for example, I really like the reflection of like the slide on that window and I really want to get it. And I would take that photo and I later I would realize like, you know, it didn't really quite look right or, you know, the color was very, you know, not at all what I saw. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those things, yeah, kind of really made it difficult for me to do, um, you know, street photography, I guess. And, um, I had to, sorry, the second part of the question was, um, what made me choose Leica, right? Is yeah. that the second part? When you chose Leica and, and what made you choose Leica? Right. So that that's exactly kind of well, what made me want to choose Leica is because, you know, I've, I've obviously, you know, um, kind of looked up Leica cameras a lot before I bought one. And, um, and the camera that I used uh, and I've been using ever since is Leica Q. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a very simple uh, and intuitive camera. And, um, and I just kind of tested it. I, you know, there was the Leica store near where I lived actually. And I was in Korea at that time. There was a department store and it was like a new Leica store. So I just thought I'd kind of go in and they had the Q. So um, I just kind of, a look at it and I held it in my hands and I just felt like it's a very compact camera and you know the autofocus was so quick and um you know obviously kind of I could just kind of tell like this is really you know for very quick and intuitive kind of you know um, photo shooting and to me that was everything that I kind of wanted but didn't have with you know the T3i even though it's a very different camera and I think T3i probably works for you know, a lot of other things, but, you know, for what I really wanted to do, I just kind of realized that, you know, 
this is probably the right camera. And of course, you know, having kind of researched a lot of, you know, like, uh, you know, stuff before, because I was just kind of fascinated by the history and how other, you know, photographers, you know, kind of use it, you know, the, obviously the glass, you know, the like a glass has a very particular look and, you know, and I, I always really, you know, kind of love that, you know, um, I, I don't know how do you uh, explain it, but you know what I'm talking about. I think, you know, you take a picture and yeah, and it, it's a very distinct kind of, um, kind of look that you get. And, and that's really what I, you know, wanted, you know, so that's, that's kind of what, what, why I, you know, ended up kind of switching over. You know? We call it the like a look. Most photographers like that, yeah. that shoot like a glass on like a bodies. Well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people who don't shoot like a glass on like a bodies, but there's right, a, right, there's a certain look in yeah, the like a look. So mm-hmm. definitely got it. So the Q versus the T3i, because I, I also had a T3i <laughs> during my, my photography right. journey. Uh, I've never shot right. a Q, but I'm, I can just imagine there's like a lot of, you know, a big step up. Sorry about my table. It's a big step up as far oh, as the capabilities of shooting. So, uh, right, absolutely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, it, it was obviously a huge step up, and you know, the big thing I guess is that you know, with something like the T3i, you know, I mean, I always have to kind of worry about what I was getting. You know, like I would take the picture, but I not only I had to worry about like, was my composition right? Or was my kind of like, you know, focus on the subject kind of the right kind of like angle or whatever, like on top of that, I could really like think about, you know, like did the camera do its job, you know? And the, the biggest kind of, I guess the thing I really love about, you know, the Q and I guess uh, I never use any other like a uh, camera yet. So I, I can't say, but I'm sure it's the same thing where you, you feel like that part is completely taken care of, you know, like, you know, if the picture isn't good, it's not really the camera. It's something that, you know, you're doing. So, and that's just, that, that really cuts half of my concerns like immediately. And it just lets me really focus on taking a picture rather than kind of tweaking every little kind of, you know, technical kind of thing. And I mean, to me, that's really all I could really ask for. So I I do think that that was a huge, um, uh, I guess, uh, improvement. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you said that actually that you you are more confident in the cam camera's abilities to capture the image and you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, do you shoot any yeah. other mediums beside uh, digital? So, do you actually shoot like film? I don't. I've I've always wanted to uh, do film, and I know it's like uh, I mean, some of my friends, a lot of my friends, actually, most of them who who take photos, they take uh, film. Um, and I know it's such a very different process. It's it's a process that takes time, and you know, a lot of them tell me how you know kind of meditative and all that is. But I, I've only done digital so far, and um, I, for me, I think it kind of works uh, for what I'm doing because I'm I still think I'm I'm very much a beginner, and I I like to. Just, you know, I like to kind of waste frames, if you know what I mean, where I just take a bunch of photos and, yeah, and try to see, you know, really kind of attempt a lot of different things without having to worry about, you know, like, am I burning through all my film or, you know, like, kind of thinking about the, the price tag on all the film I might be burning through. Uh, so it's, it's, I mean, for me, I think it's a process that's been working. I mean, of course, there's, you know, positives and negatives, but where you could get too comfortable with that and you just kind of, you know, don't focus enough. Maybe, um, I, I get that, but 
I, I haven't really tried film, so I, I can't really say that, you know, what that's really like or what the difference is like. But yeah, so far, this, this just been working pretty well for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to be an enabler here. I'm really good at it. Um, I'm going to suggest, this is just a suggestion. You don't have to follow them, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend it. And I'll give you the reason why. I would say give film a try, right? There's uh, quite a few film stocks out there that are really affordable and it won't break your pocket mm-hmm. like a a, por- a roll of Portra 400 now, which is a lot more expensive mm-hmm. than it was three years ago. Uh, and right. I, I say that only for this reason. It will definitely help you slow down uh, both in mm-hmm. composition and shooting. You said you, you like to take million photos and we'll get into why i can kind of see why you take a lot is because the style of street photography you do uh, which is okay you mm-hmm. kind of have to so i don't blame you um, but it will slow you down with your composition you will think more than once do you really want to take this image and slow you down as right. far as the amount of photos you take because like you said this comes with a price tag so each slide is going to cost you something right mm-hmm. but like i said you can get Right, um, some really good affordable film stock, uh, Kodak Color Plus Ultra Four Hundred, which is probably my favorite uh, budget film. I call it a budget film because it's cheaper than mm-hmm. Portra. Um, and yeah, it would it would definitely teach you a another level of photography, which you can probably use for your storytelling, right? So, uh, and I say storytelling more right. like filmmaking. Um, everything kind of comes back full circle. Uh, mm-hmm. Film cameras can be affordable, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of hyped up because of YouTube and all the hippies out there and hipsters saying, "Oh, I shoot with this camera." Right. So you don't you don't have to buy a like a film camera. Any film camera will do. But I would just say give film a try. You know, uh, it, it will be some, yeah yeah a new learning curve and some adjusting. But essentially, it sounds like you are well versed with proper exposure. So if you know your exposure triangle, shooting film is a lot easier than it sounds. So yeah, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really should. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. So yeah. Well, again, that's just me enabling you. You don't have to do it. Uh, but now I would like to introduce your social media account. So we connected through Instagram. Uh, someone actually mm-hmm. recommended you to me. Uh, I followed up with oh, nice. that recommendation. I saw your photos. I really liked them. And you shoot like us. So you. you are, uh, you hit all of the minimum requirements to yeah. come on the podcast. I say that like it's a bad thing. No, I, it's just me saying jokes because I do say people who don't shoot like and they're just, they love street right. photography. Yeah, yeah. They're also uh, welcome on, on the show as well. Uh, unfortunately, like, I, I don't get too many people who do not shoot like that want to. You know, record with me, or um, yeah, they don't they don't reach out. But again, this is open space; everyone's welcome. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll get into your social media account. So please plug yourself. Uh, any social media you have, you want to share, uh, Instagram, websites, Twitter, anything, and then we will yeah. discuss. Yeah. Um, so, right. So uh, I I only really have one, and it's my Instagram, and it's just um, uh, what do you uh, add? Poon, um, I don't know what you call that, like a, uh, uh, it's just Hoon Yen, but it's like, uh, what do you call that? Like a space, but it's like a under, um, underscore? underlying Yen. Yeah, underscore. Underlying Yen, yeah. Yeah, underscore, yeah, there you go, yeah. So it's just Hoon underscore Yen at, um, at, on Instagram, um, 
yeah, but that that's really kind of the only, I guess, social media that I share my photos on. So, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. So, Hunyam, you gotta check them out. Especially, I've been saving this for this part. If you love skateboarding photography, right? You take a lot of photos of skateboarders, and he's really yes, good. I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss this photo, but before we do, I, I gotta ask if you know Ray Barbie. I maybe I I don't think I do though. I, I mean I definitely don't know him personally. Okay, well he just got um like a partnership collaboration with Leica, so he has his own version of Leica. He's a skateboard street photographer as well. Um, both great work. So, uh, but the photo I selected from him. Uh, sorry, buddy, had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are back. And as I was saying, street skateboard street photography. Uh, really good, mm-hmm. and this photo I got is one of Thank my you. favorites he took. Um, it's a person doing some kind of skateboarding trick way in the sky. There's a person below him, kind of in the distance, and a, like a little orange cone. So could you tell us about this photo, where you took it, mm-hmm. and anything else you remember about it? Yeah, so that was uh, at Venice Beach, at the Venice Skate Park. It's one of the kind of the biggest skate parks, I think, you know, in, I guess, the West Coast. Uh, and it's a really great uh, place for photos because it's right next to the ocean. So if you go there in, in golden hour, you know, you get that beautiful light. And um, if you shoot towards the ocean, you know, you get the whole sky because nothing's really between the skate park and um and uh, uh, the ocean or the sky, basically. So, you know, um, I, I really like uh, like it when I try to shoot skaters when they're jumping and jumping really high and shoot them against the sky. Then they, it just becomes like the silhouette shot. And um, and this was one of those shots, basically. Um, and, I mean, there, there are so many, you know, talented, you know, athletes, you know, going there all the time. So you really won't kind of, you know, uh, the quality of like, you know, what they can do is, is always, always kind of top notch. And, um, and that particular photo, I think, you know, that was like a, uh, that's something I didn't even plan. That was just, you know, this guy was, you know, making this jump and, um, and, you know, I, I just thought to, you know, kind of go as low as possible. So I, I just kind of, you know, put my camera, you know, as close to the ground as possible and try to, you know, do a multiple shutter basically. And that, that kind of goes back to why digital kind of works well for this kind of stuff. But, um, you know, um, yeah. And really, uh, I think actually, so another thing was that his head was kind of, you know, by sheer coincidence, you know, part of his head was already cut off. So I just thought that, you know, why don't I just his entire head off and it will kind of make a, you know, it, it would kind of balance the frame in a really kind of a slightly humorous way where, you know, he's jumping so high, it kind of feels like he's almost, you know, peeking out outside of the frame. And, you know, so it was, it was, you know, really a lot of coincidence and, you know, good timing um, that really kind of, yeah, led to it, I would say. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a really great photograph. It's one of my uh, now favorite photos of skateboarding. Thank you. Uh, I do have to say this is one of those moments where the 28 came and saved you because you said you were low to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but that 28 millimeter yep. kind of made yep. this photo. It, it put all the elements in place, especially like you said, where his head is so close to the top part of the frame where you just kind of finished it off and, and cropped it. 
but when you see it, it just mm-hmm. looks so natural. Like you don't even need the person's head. Everything in this photo just kind of it flows perfectly. And uh, yeah, great shot. Um, you, Thank you. You yeah. can't really say digital did all of this. Um, you had the idea to get low to the ground, so you already positioned yourself. You framed it mentally, and you composed perfectly. Uh, great shot again. So uh, thank you for sharing the story. Uh, but last question for this photo is, did you capture it how you envisioned, right? Like, do you think your Canon could have captured this same photo? Minus the autofocus mm-hmm. capabilities, uh, do you think you would have been right, able to right. capture this with the Canon? I don't think so because, it, I mean, the, the thing is that, yeah, well, it's the autofocus and the shutter speed as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Canon had that shutter speed, but... Another thing that's really, uh, I was surprised, honestly, myself that, you know, what, what my camera could do because, you know, the like a Q could do because it, it, it captures something, you know, within, you know, like a slice of a moment and it, it got all the details, all the details are in there. And, um, and of course, you know, the shutter speed was high, but you know, it just, uh, it's, it's kind of phenomenal. You know, it does feel natural in terms, you know, because everything is there, all the details are there. And, um, and I, I really don't, and that's kind of the, uh, one, one of the things I, I talk about is that kind of intuitive moment where you just kind of go for it. And, uh, the fact that I could rely on the camera to deliver, you know, um, I think, yeah, that, that was something that was very much, you know, I, I feel like really, uh, the Leica, you know, kind of camera really kind of pulled off, you know, and, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why, why I, you know, love shooting with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it definitely has the Leica look, so you can you can see why most people who choose Leica why they choose it. So, uh, but yeah, great, 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 great shot. So now, gonna Thank you. I ask you a bunch of other questions not pertaining to this photo, but just photography yeah. and all. How do you force yourself to take better pictures? And I ask this question is because we don't want to be in the same position of photography where we were at the day before right so our goal as photographers filmmakers Mm -hmm. is to be better than we were yesterday right so how do you force yourself to make better photos right so that's a really good question and honestly that's a really tricky question because i used to believe in the grind you know like when i began i was just like it's all about you know being consistent and putting in the work and you know, even when I didn't really feel like shooting it, you know, like uh, go out shooting, you know, I would, I would kind of force myself to do that. And I think consistency is good, you know, kind of, you know, putting in kind of, um, I guess, you know, a consistent effort is absolutely kind of necessary to improve, but there's a point where it becomes counterintuitive. Uh, and I really believe this because, you know, uh, and, and to me, like a good way of measuring that is you have to be interested, you know, you have to feel that kind of desire or, um, that kind of hunger, you know, you have to be hungry to shoot. And if, if you don't have that, then, you know, you're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's something I've, I always, you know, I mean, I, I could say this, but then again, I also kind of struggle with it because I feel like, you know, I want to get better and I want to put out more, you know, like, you know, more images that I like and, you know, all this stuff, but, um, but you have to listen to yourself. I think that that's what's actually really matters for me. Uh, and that's kind of what I've been learning the last three years where there's a point where you could be consistent with your work, but, you know, um, when you lose interest 
because you're pushing yourself too much or where you kind of feel like what you're doing is so repetitive, then, then your work just isn't going to be as good because, you know, um, what's, what's kind of, I think special about everyone's photo is, you know, what you're seeing is what's, you know, what they're interested in themselves, right. In these photos, they're shooting what they're fascinated by. And, and it, it, you need to keep that fascination alive, you know, right. And so it's, it's a really, um, difficult and tricky kind of thing where, you know, there's a demand to obviously wanting to, you know, put, put out, you know, work and, you know, a lot of work or and maybe not even a lot, but like you said, I totally understand what you're saying is you want to be better from, you know, compared to your past, but there's also, you know, you have to kind of, um, uh, I, I don't know how to, but you really do have to listen to yourself as well, you know, kind of more, more about kind of how you, your emotions, I guess, in, in terms of all this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you say, how do you stay consistent? Um, so I, you know, I, I really, you know, so I kind of, my routine is pretty irregular to be honest. Um, you know, I, I would kind of, I, I normally wait until I really feel like kind of like I want to shoot, you know, I, I feel that hunger because I know that I'm going to give my hundred percent when I'm like, you know, in, in that kind of zone. And, um, and sometimes that, that takes a couple of weeks. Sometimes that's like a month, you know, uh, at the moment, I, I actually haven't been taking too many photos because I, 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 there's some kind of business life kind of stuff that I really have to take care of. So I, I've been occupied because of that, but, um, you know, I've been pretty consistent for, I think, uh, a couple of years, but it's, it, it, it will kind of come, you know, I would shoot really intensely for a couple of weeks and I would take like, you know, a couple of weeks off and then, then I would kind of feel like I want to do it again. Like I, I, I want that kind of, you know, um, mix of adrenaline and that kind of feeling of like wanting to, you know, make something. And, uh, and I would just kind of indulge in that. And then I would kind of cut back once I kind of got my fill. And, you know, so it was, it was kind of like that basically. So that, that's been kind of my process. Okay. So definitely don't pressure yourself. So I get you. Uh, that is the fastest way to burn out and losing interest in photography uh, in general. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. That is good mm-hmm. advice for anyone who's listening. Shoot when you feel your moment is right. So for me, and I, exactly. I, I'm only speaking for myself, uh, I want to shoot every day. That's just it's something I love to do. Uh, if I take mm-hmm. one photo, if I take 500 photos, I, I want to shoot at least every day, right? So that's my goal. Uh, and mm-hmm. I... I I have the passion to do it. That's how I feel. Uh, as whom said, he he likes to shoot a couple weeks, take some time off. Uh, but yeah, just don't burn out. So thank you for that. Uh, a lot of people probably needed to hear that as well. So also, you, you mentioned something uh, earlier. You were saying things that fascinate you. So what fascinates you when you're out shooting? Yeah, well, I mean, that's another very, you know, kind of mis- mysterious kind of process about I, it really specific to street photography because you just don't know what you're going to come across every day. And that's really the, you know, that's really the magic of street photography is it's so unpredictable and you, you, you kind of capture what kind of comes at you in the moment. And, um, and really, I mean, that's, that's really like a fundamental thing that I, I guess fascinates me, but also, I mean, there, there are obviously, I guess, um, you know, kind of sensibilities and kind of like themes that I'm always kind of like have in my mind. And this is more like an, I don't know how to put it, but you know, it's like an ideal that I have in my mind. And, you know, I always try to kind of, you know, uh, mimic it or emulate it if possible. I think that's how 
I really came to uh, shooting a lot of skaters because I, I was very fascinated by that kind of, you know, people, you know, kind of being suspended in midair. That idea was somehow really interesting to me. So that was really fascinating to me at the time. So I just kind of went in, you know, went out and, you know, took a bunch of photos of skaters. And I think, you know, um, I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's hard work sometimes because, you know, you got, you have to get the timing right. Sometimes it doesn't come out the way you want, but if you are fascinated by it, you know, it doesn't matter because it's just fun. You know, it's just, you know, it, you're kind of in this kind of a zone where, you know, you, you really just feel excited. And, um, and to be honest, like the feeling I get is, uh, something I, you know, I, I remember when I, I was like a kid and, you know, like my parents would buy me some kind of toy in a department store and I can't wait to go home and like, you know, open it, you know, and it's like the same feeling. And I never felt that feeling in anything else, you know, once I'm an adult, except for, you know, this kind of photography where, you know, I take a shot or something and I'm, I'm so excited to go home and take a look at it, you know, like take a look at it, you know, on my computer on Lightroom or whatever. And, 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 and I think that's really, I, I try to follow that as much as possible, basically. Um, that's really my, I guess, you know, one and only really central philosophy when it comes to all this. So, you know, um, it, it does have to give you like this kind of joy, I think, you know. Um, so, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I like the analogy. <laughs> you use the, your, your photos as like your parents buying you a toy. Definitely the first time yeah. I heard that. But I can kind of, I understand because, you know, most of us are the same. Like, oh, man, that could be my next great shot. So, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Thank you for that. How do you step out of your comfort zone, right? Every photographer has one. Mm-hmm. We I've spoke to people who are a little introverted, so they like to avoid crowds. Um, I don't know the type of shooter you are. Do you engage with the people? Um, obviously, whenever we set out in the streets to take photos, we are automatically in our comfort zone, right? So how do you step out of your comfort zone? Right. So, uh, actually what, what you just mentioned is one of the, one of the things I guess I, you know, um, kind of was my comfort zone where, you know, when I take pictures of people, you know, I, I would normally shoot from the hip without them knowing, and I really wouldn't engage with them. And, uh, but I think the more I took photos, I, you know, I kind of wanted to do like almost like a straight up portrait, you know, and that was kind of, um, you know, at first I was really uncomfortable because now I have to let them know I'm going to take a picture of them and I'm asking for permission and, um, and, you know, um, sometimes, you know, people are like, you know, happy to oblige. Some people really like that, you know, they want to get their pictures taken and, um, and other times, you know, they're into it or they're kind of just kind of confused or they're like, Oh, like you want to take a picture of me? Like they're kind of, you know, both kind of surprised and kind of, you know, I guess, um, you know, slightly unsure about, you know, what, what it's all about because they just don't know, you know, what, what kind of photography I'm doing, but. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's been really good in terms of just going up and asking people like, you know, I really like how you, you know, um, you know, I really like your outfit. I, I really look, you know, how you put all this together and do you mind if I take a picture of you? And, you know, I really way more often than not, people are very cordial and they're really open about it, you know, and they, they really, you know, they'll even post for you and all this stuff. So. Um, you know, in the beginning, I kind of avoided that, but now I think I, I really try to do that more. Um, but you do want to be careful, you know, you do want to kind of sense kind of what kind of, um, you know, feeling this person is kind of giving off and, you know, because sometimes, 
people dress a certain way and they're really proud of that. And I think those people, I think are really receptive to, you know, you know, if you want to take a picture, you know, they're like, by all means, but also there, there's, there's also people who, you know, don't feel that way, obviously, I think, you know, so, um, so yeah, you do want to kind of get a good sense of things, but there's really no trouble. I think if you're asking politely and if you just want to take like a straight up portrait, then I think that's, that's totally, um, I, I think a lot of people will be, um, you know, will find out, you know, that, you know, people are really open to that kind of stuff. Actually, so, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, street portraiture is something that's been becoming more popular, or at least I've been discovering it's becoming more popular. It's been around forever, but um, a lot of people uh, I'm, I'm following and looking at are, are taking a lot of street portraits. So uh, for me, I, when I started street photography, I, I never really stopped to ask people if I could take their photo. Um, not because I was scared to do so, just because I was looking for a different type of photo, right? So I would take more. Right, more realism kind of stuff, natural kind of, yeah. The candid look. Uh, but now uh, that I've speak, I'm speaking to a lot of people, it, it kind of inspired me to, I don't want to say emulate or copy them, but, you know, stopping and asking for a more uh, un, unnatural candid look, right? So the pose, um, but people still being themselves, um, essentially. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, something that's good to that you can be able to do on both sides. Right. So the candid and, mm-hmm. and then ask. So, okay. Right. So what do you like most about being a street photographer? I, I like the, the spontaneity and, you know, just that kind of unpredictable element, you know, like sometimes, I mean, it's, it's really, I, I feel like it's really like the only art form in many ways where you're so completely, you know, dependent on coincidence, you know, and that's something that's so fascinating to me that everything aligns in the right way. And the photographer is kind of the person who notices it and captures that moment. And I feel like, you know, that I, it's, it's very much like, you know, it's, it's actually very much like poetry in some ways where, you know, poetry is a, you walk around, trying to put together, you know, uh, two very different words, right. And you put them together and suddenly there's like a whole new kind of meaning coming out of these two words. And I feel like photography, street photography in specific is very similar where you walk around looking for these kind of visual kind of cues and, you know, by sheer coincidence, they'll come together and they'll inspire you and you take that photo and it's like, you know, there's a story in that photo all of a sudden. And that's such a, you know, that's, that's a very fun and to me, like a very, um, really delightful kind of experience. So, um, that's really what, what I really love about it. Yeah. Okay. Very, very well said. Um, so how, how can you attribute street photography to improving your overall, uh, film making abilities and still photo taking? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, well, I definitely just learn a lot about, you know, visual elements just by taking a lot of photos. You know, you always try to think about, you know, like, how can I make this look more interesting? And I think that just inherently helps you, you know, create more interesting images. And, you know, obviously for film, you know, it's a very visual medium. So it, it, it is a language, I think, you know, the visual, it's a visual language and you, you're just becoming more 
kind of proficient at speaking it almost. Um, so it definitely helps in that way, but it also just kind of lets you, you know, for me, I, I'm just a lot more receptive now to, you know, kind of what interests me in that moment, you know, like I, I'm just more, you know, cause I, you know, a lot of filmmaking stuff is you, you plan everything to a science because, you know, there's so many moving parts and, you know, money and manpower that's like involved that, you know, you want to, you, you don't want to lose like a single second and all this, but you know, like, you know, I mean, in reality, shit happens, you know, like shit happens on set, shit happens in life, you know, and you have to move around and stuff. And, you know, I think, um, before street photography, in my mind, it was, th- th- that kind of stuff would stress me out so much because I'm like, Oh my God, you know, like this is, this, this isn't going to work out. And, you know, um, and then this is going to get ruined. So like, you know, that other stuff is going to get ruined and it just kind of snowballs from there. But, you know, um, but realizing, I guess, you know, something like an art form, like street photography, that's so kind of, you know, flexible and it's more like flowing. I think it, it makes me kind of think now that it's like, well, you know, I could kind of change a couple of things around, you know, and I'll still make it work, you know, and that's kind of the, you know, I guess, you know, that's kind of a similar mindset, I think with, um, you know, street photography, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you make something out of all these, um, kind of imperfect things. And I think that's, that's really the trick, you know, that, that really is the trick. I think. So, yeah. Okay. Making imperfect things perfect or, uh, I probably said it backwards, but I like the last part you said. So that's pretty yeah. cool. So what is something that you learned in this process that you feel all photographers should know? Yeah. Um, so I think one, one experiment kind of I did, you know, and I think it really helps and I think everyone could, you know, really try out and get something out of this, uh, playing with silhouettes or thinking about the frame in terms of silhouettes. So, um, I just kind of started, it's almost like a, uh, like a thought experiment where, you know, when you compose a frame, uh, pretend like, um, you know, the subject in the foreground are all, you know, blacked out and the background is just white and just try to think of the frame as like, it, would this be an interesting frame with just, you know, a, with the silhouette of what I'm shooting basically. So, and I, I think I actually kind of feel like if the silhouette is interesting, even though what's going on is kind of not as interesting, um, it would, it would, it would actually turn out to be like a really somewhat of an interesting frame regardless so, and I don't know why that is, but that's just, that's just something I've kind of played with, you know, and I think I've, you know, it, it, it always, it, it kind of helps me frame things or compose things. So, um, that, that's something that's, it's a lot of fun to try out, I think. Yeah. So. Silhouettes, um, the person, well, I should say that my mentor slash the person who, um, introduced me to street photography, he was, mm-hmm. his comfort zone was silhouettes and. He, he made some really nice images and um, in the street, it's fairly easy or sometimes, or it could be easy or it could be real difficult just because of the lighting conditions. But, but yeah, I would agree. Some yeah, silhouettes, yeah. people should definitely, you know, give that a try if they never have. So um, how do you focus on your street photography when you're shooting, right? How do you block distractions? Uh, can, can you repeat that? How do I block the distractions? The shot, you said? distractions? Oh, how do I block out the distractions? You know, I, I kind of like, I mean, it, it really is, um, 
I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't think I have a very clear answer for that because when I'm like just outside and walking around and if something grabs me, I would, I, I just have to take that photo unless it, it's a bit too dicey, you know? Um, so for me, I, I don't have too much of a, I guess, trouble, you know, um, I guess focusing, um, but I mean, that might not be true. I mean, but, uh, but normally I think what, what helps is though, is that, um, I, I just go out alone, number one, and I just kind of listen to music or something. And I, I just, you know, I walk around with the explicit purpose of, you know, taking photos. So I don't stop to, you know, grab like, uh, you know, like a burger or anything, you know, I just, I just go out and I know this, you know, next couple of hours is for photos only. And, um, and I think that tends to do it because, uh, at least for me, because, you know, it's, it's like, that's my purpose for those, you know, couple hours. And, um, I think that kind of, kind of does help a lot. You know, I'm, I'm always looking and I, and also I think another thing is that I tend to get distracted personally when I get too hung up on like, you know, how many good frames do I think I have so far? And I already spent, you know, an hour or two. And I, I feel, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking like I already spent two hours and I only have like maybe one image that I like. And that could, it, it's not so much of a distraction, but it, it's more like, uh, you know, it has more to do with the drive. And I think that could be, that could distract my drive basically if I think mm-hmm. in those terms. So, um, not thinking in those terms tend to help me, you know, focus, I think a lot more. So, yeah. Okay. I, I like that you said, uh, you know, you block out time and you know, this is my, my shooting time and I don't want to lose it to anything. So, but yeah. So do you shoot in groups? Cause you, you said you go out alone. Uh, do you have any other street photography friends? Do you go out shooting in groups or is it always? I, I have some, I, I was, uh, sometimes I do go out in groups. Um, no, I mean, uh, but mostly, you know, in at, at the biggest it's been, I think it was like three, you know, but, uh, most of the time solo, but, um, I, I've taken some good photos when I was, you know, just walking around with a buddy from, you know, school and whatnot. And, you know, they're all photographers, you know, or, uh, some of them want to be, uh, you know, director of photographer film. So they're, they're already really into it. So, you know, we would just walk around taking photos and, um, and I think, you know, it, it helps if the other person is definitely equally interested in taking photos as you are, you know, um, I think that's kind of necessary, but, um, so yeah, I, 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 I have done both, I guess. And, uh, I think both of them works, but I, I do like to do it alone, you know, uh, more often because I think that's, that's what helps me focus the most. So, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, I'm a, I like to shoot alone. I will mm-hmm. shoot in, in groups, uh, but I don't like large groups. Uh, and the reason is mm-hmm. uh, you probably notice uh, whenever you're out shooting multiple people, people will see the cameras. I'm like, what are these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are these people doing? <laughs> Let me stay away from here. Yeah. And who knows? Like Absolutely. maybe that's the moment with that person that I was meant to take the photo. So uh, again, uh, group shooting is okay for me, but I prefer shooting alone just so I don't disturb the scenes. So what? Yeah, what, I feel pretty similarly. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. What's your uh, shooting process whenever you you go out shooting? Mm-hmm. So I I normally just kind of you know. Um, I would just, I mean, just, just to kind of go through step by step, what I would just do is I would get to the location, whether it's, you know, you know, Venice Beach, Santa Monica, downtown LA. Um, and I would, I would just, you know, I, I would take a couple of photos just to kind of get the exposure and like the feel right. You know, I would get the settings right for that day. 
And really, I just kind of take a long walk, you know, around like every kind of crevice where, you know, there's interesting people, interesting um, architecture. Architecture is like another big, I think, uh, thing that makes, you know, um, interesting frames. So I would just kind of take a long climb myself, you know, and, you know, try to kind of peek in in every like, you know, little areas where, you know, there are people and whatnot and, you know, really... Um, really just, you know, take photos of what, what comes at me. And I, and that's really, um, that's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of walking really, uh, for me, it's, it's a lot of walking is involved basically. And, um, you know, uh, waiting until, you know, something interesting happens and most of the time something interesting does happen. So that's, that's just been kind of my process, I would say. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, have you faced any challenges that unmotivated you in making street photos? Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, um, definitely. I think one of the biggest thing is, you know, I mean, like I mentioned, burning out is definitely one of those things. And uh, I mean, to be honest, I think, you know, social media is great. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's let me see so many other people's works that really kind of inspires me. And it made me really kind of visually more literate because I, I could see so many, you know, photos in, in such a short time. But also I think it, 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 that, that was one of the things that put so much, you know, unnecessary pressure to really kind of put out, you know, because you, you kind of, and because that's just kind of the way that people do things now where, you know, you want to be consistently uploading stuff and, you know, that's kind of how you kind of build your profile and all that. And I think, that kind of pressure, you know, uh, really would kind of, you know, make me, you know, try to do as much as possible. But I think eventually those things actually made me even less interested than, you know, I actually, you know, started out because I wasn't really kind of following, you know, kind of that, you know, um, I guess that desire to want to take photos rather than it was more so like, I want to, I guess, kind of grow, you know, my, you know, you know, profile, whatever bigger. And I think that, and that, that's really the kind of the counterintuitive part of it all. So, um, so I think, you know, for me, I think, I mean, I know other people have, you know, different relationships with, you know, social media and whatnot, but for me that I guess trying to be kind of like, you know, creatively, I guess, pure and also just kind of trying to balance that with the demand of, you know, um, trying to, you know, I guess build things, you know, in terms of like influence, you know, and all that kind of stuff, I think, uh, that that was a really tricky stuff, and I think eventually, I think the conclusion I personally came to myself is that you know you, you have to follow what's what's actually interesting to you. I think that that's really the the lesson I got out of that. So yeah, cool. So uh, I'm I'm kind of glad you mentioned social media. I wasn't going to ask, but since you did bring it up, um, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Uh, well, I'll use Instagram in this instance since it does seem to be mm-hmm. the most used right now for street photographers. Um, yeah, absolutely. How yeah. do you feel that Instagram is influencing and shaping modern photographers? I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert, so I might be completely um, off on this one, but the way I feel is that, you know, uh, number one, you, you get to see so many other photos that, you know, taken by other people. And I think that's absolutely great. You know, I think something, I mean, because Instagram is all about, you know, photo sharing, um, whether it's, you know, just personal, you know, selfie or, you know, actual, actually good photography. And I think, for photographers, I think it's, it's a really ideal kind of, um, you know, social media platform. And, 
and I, I think I've learned so much from looking at, you know, photos on Instagram and it's so easy. You just kind of scroll around and you, you just come across all these great images. And, um, so in that way, you know, um, I think it, it could be really inspiring. Um, and I think that's, I think, and that's also allowed a lot of people to try it themselves. And I think I'm definitely in that group where, you know, I, I see so many photos and, you know, I, I see people doing it, you know, consistently and they're just kind of in a city just like me and they have, you know, similar gear as I do. And I realized like, well, I could, I could probably do that if, you know, I really, you know, uh, went out and tried to do it myself. And I think that kind of thing is really great. I think, um, but I also think, um, you know, I mean, obviously the, the whole engagement part, I think is really kind of, um, to be honest, I think it's kind of detrimental at the same time because you could get distracted. I think you could kind of want to, um, you know, grow, you know, in terms of like, you know, your profile or your, um, I don't know what you, you want, how you put it, but you know, like the bigger your, um, your profile grows, you know, more people look at your photos and you, you, and that's obviously kind of how we measure, you know, kind of success and how, you know, how successful we are or how impactful we are in the world nowadays. And I think that could, you know, but that's not always reflective of what's actually good art or even like a good photo. And I think people can get, and, and to me, that's the real distraction is that, you know, you could just, um, you could lose yourself in that sometimes. And, um, and so I think, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword where you can learn a lot and you couldn't be inspired, but also, you know, it, it's, you know, you can get lost in the sauce basically. And that's, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely uh, agree with one of the statements he said is uh, the more people you have following you measures how successful you are. And while it can be true, uh, I like to be a realist and I'll say I've, I've no photographers. I don't know them personally, um, but you know, they have a large following and to me, their photos aren't great, right? There's, yeah. there's nothing appealing or they just uh, over edit or repost the same photo that's popular. And the, th- I don't right. know. Maybe I'm the only one who feels this way, but I don't. I'm comfortable saying it. It's like if you're so successful, you should be out making more better photos, right? So if you have a large mm-hmm. following, no matter if you take a picture of a bottle of ketchup or if you actually take a very good Joel Meyerowitz is type photo, where right. it's just you know you can hang it in the Museum of Congress style photo mm-hmm. you should be out there shooting right, right. um and you know i don't see it too much and yeah i i kind of like like you said like for me i i kind of started to uh disengage with instagram so now mm-hmm. if anyone sees my profile there's really not that many photos on there uh, and that's purposely uh you know i'm not right, focusing right. on that part you know i know i'm making photos but i don't need to share them uh, and so I, mm-hmm. I, I finally have been able to detach myself from that pressure of, oh, I need to take a photo today so I can post it in an hour. Uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out of it. And I use it now just to connect to other photographers. And essentially, yeah. that's that's all I use it for. Uh, and that's all mm-hmm. I need it. So I, I, I like it for that. I think that's I great, that. honestly. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I think a lot of people have been learning, I think, the last few years. Because it's, 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 it was relatively new, even kind of 
when I started, I mean, for me, it was very new in 2018 because I, I didn't even have an Instagram account uh, until then. And it was really explicitly for photography. And I think I definitely kind of, you know, I was in that kind of loophole where I was like, you know, the more, you know, stuff I put out, then, you know, the better it must be. And, uh, but I think after a couple of years like you, I think I definitely am starting to realize, you know, uh, this isn't really what it seems like, you know, um, it's, it's a lot more, um, I mean, you know, um, I don't know how to really put it. It's a bit of a populist kind of thing. And the taste of, you know, the majority of people or a lot of people doesn't always reflect, you know, or it should not reflect, you know, the quality or, you know, the, I guess the legitimacy of your work. And that's a, that's definitely a kind of like a tricky and dangerous loophole that, you know, I think people could fall into, but I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's probably the wiser way of doing things. Yeah. I'd be a liar if I I said that I've never taken a photo that I looked at and said, oh, man, I got to put this on Instagram. And I know (laughs) I know I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know I'm going to break 100 likes this time. And I post it and I'm like, man, this this photo is just really good. I I love everything about it. It's definitely better than the last three photos I took. And then three days later, 12 likes. I'm like, well, I guess I I was wrong. Uh, But it could be Instagram's. Uh, algorithms again and, and and i think that's what crushes people uh whenever uh they do that right they take a really good photo right yeah so what measures a good photo right uh, we got to break that down for me if what i think it's good photo? if it's good it's good mm-hmm. right now right. there's no perfect person in the world who's the the world's best photo- like sure there's better photographers and i'm gonna just go off on a little mm-hmm. tangent right but you can talk to so right. many great photographers and you can give them the same photo, right? It may be a great photo, mm-hmm. but if you talk to great photographer A, he's going to tell you what's great about this photo to him. And then if you give it to great photographer B, he's going to say what's great about the photo for him. And it's going to be completely different, right? It may have some elements that right. are the same, but essentially it's different. So... Uh, whatever is a great photo to you is a great photo, right? So that's it. Just mm-hmm. just stay motivated. Yeah. Don't let those likes and follows unmotivate you for making photography uh, and making great photos. Um, practice, practice, practice. You'll get better. And mm-hmm. just, like again, like I said earlier, you want to be better than you were yesterday. So yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. For you, what is your most memorable moment in street photography? most memorable moment. Um, I remember um, going to um, the Griffiths Observatory um, and this was, uh, this was a while ago. This was like almost two years ago, I think. And, um, and I, you know, when I went up there, I, you know, I, I really didn't know what I was going to come across. Um, I thought I was just going to take, you know, a picture of the building there or something like that. And, um, and it, it was just a kind of a bizarre kind of coincidence where, you know, it was around golden hour and the sky had like a really, you know, fantastic, you know, um, red and blue, um, you know, kind of like across. And, uh, and there was just this one elevator. Uh, it wasn't even like the, the, the big, you know, the, the famous buildings there, but it was just like an elevator on the side that it was like, uh, it, it gave off like this yellow light and I, and it was like such a complete coincidence and it was just kind of sitting there and it was one of those, you know, it was to me, that was like a very perfect kind of photography street photography moment where I just 
you know, went up there with no expectations and I just kind of came across this like, you know, um, this kind of really interesting image just kind of sitting there and I just took a photo of it and it wasn't like, you know, like a painstaking kind of like I had to compose it perfectly or anything. It was just like, it was just there to be, you know, um, have a picture of itself taken of, you know, and, and that was, you know, and I just kind of remember that, I guess, because, you know, um, and that's kind of the, such, that's such the beauty of, I think, street photography is that, you know, you don't know what to expect. And sometimes, you know, these things will just kind of happen and you just have to be there. That's really what's important is just be there and pay attention. And, and um, that's all there is to it. So, yeah. Definitely. You got to find the moment yourself. So, Good job on you finding that yeah. moment. Glad to hear it. Thank you. Where would you like to be in a month, a year, 10 years from now? The, the time is just an example, uh, but in the future, where would you like to be in the future with your photography? Um, I, I honestly would just like to, you know, constantly, you know, take the photos, you know, the way I've been taking them, you know, um, I mean, it would be a lie that, you know, um, you know, when I first kind of taking photos, you know, I was like, Oh gosh, you know, like it'd be amazing if I, you know, if this thing took off and, you know, I have a career, you know, as a photographer and all that. And I, and, you know, of course, you know, I mean, if it happens, you know, sure. Why not? But you know, what's really important to me is that, you know, I keep having fun with it and I'm fascinated by it. And I, and I think, you know, if I could be honest through photography, you know, then I think that's the best outcome. You know, I think that's the best outcome. So, you know, you know, it's, it's like keeping that spark alive and I think um, that's that's really you know what's important. So yeah. Okay, definitely. We all need to keep that spark. It, it does mm-hmm. kind of dwindle, and that's when you're becoming a little unmotivated. But you don't want it to go out. Because <laughs> right, it comes back around. It's it's yeah. a it, yeah. It's it's always like a up and down kind of graph. I think so. Yeah. For me, it's flame on. So, uh, yeah. are <laughs> are you working on any flame on? Yeah. Are you working on any photography projects, zines, photo books, uh, any personal projects, long-term, short-term? Uh, no, but I would like to at some point. It, it would be very, you know, I have, I have, you know, photos that I've been taking the last few years, and it would be nice to kind of, you know, put them all together. Um, I don't know exactly what the, I guess, the focus of it would be, you know, but, uh, I do think, you know, I don't have anything planned at the moment, but I eventually, yeah, I would like, that's something I would definitely like to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, just a recommendation again, I'm an enabler. So here, I'm just going to throw this out there. You seem to have a really good body of work for skateboarding. Uh, don't let people say mm-hmm. it's already been done, right? McDonald's for sure. cheeseburger has yeah. already been done, but here we go. Pay <laughs> right, right. $14 for a gourmet cheeseburger, right? Uh, Right. How do you shoot something that's already been made a photo of? Everything's already been done. Like literally everything in the mm-hmm. world's already been done. So don't be unmotivated yeah. by yeah. someone saying, oh, you can't make a photo book out of skateboarding. It's already been done. Yeah, but my photo is different from that person. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. What I will say for you is you should try to uh, start selling your photos if you haven't. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who love skateboarding photography i'm I'm not sure you you probably take a lot of other style photography uh, but for some reason i'm just more kind of geared into that one into your your street for sure yeah yeah i i'll I'll, yeah 
I yeah, I haven't really made like a like a real like serious attempt at making prints and whatnot. But yeah, that that is something yeah I I should be doing. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely look into it. Yeah, I will say looking at your photo printed on really good quality paper with really good quality mm-hmm. ink and a really good quality printer. Like uh, if you use an outside source, right? Uh, it just mm-hmm. it brings your photo to life. In, in a way where looking at it mm-hmm. on a computer monitor or your cell phone, it, it doesn't do it justice, right? Um, so I would, right. like, right. you'll be addicted to, you, you print one photo one time, you're going to be like, man, I need to start printing my photos more. <laughs> yeah. You will have a right. gallery space in your house, guaranteed. Yeah. So. Looking forward to it, yeah. Where's your favorite place to shoot? My favorite place, honestly, it's, it's been Venice Beach because it's such a, you know, there's so much diversity, so much character in the people and you're next to the ocean. So, you know, you get that really great golden hour light, you know? Um, so it's, it's such an ideal place for, I think, street photographers to go to. And obviously that's, there's where the skate park is at, you know? Um, so I mean, honestly, I, I really, um, I think that that's been, you know, such a joy to, you know, find, you know, when, I mean, I, I didn't really begin going there. I started kind of off from downtown LA because I was more interested in this kind of like urban street photography. But once I started going there, I just, you know, um, I, I just kind of fell in love with the place, um, as kind of a subject and, you know, um, and really, uh, also the people there are so interesting and so great and they're, they're really so open to getting their photos taken as well. So it's, it's really a great place. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would recommend it. If ever I'm in California, LA, I would definitely like to go to Venice beach. Yeah. You should hit me up. We'll, we'll, we'll do a photo walk, you know, that'd oh, be definitely. great. If you do ever come to Japan, let me know. And if I'm still here, we'll definitely like to link up with you. And you could be. I would love to. Yeah. My two man group, just me and, and you, because too many people in the crowd. Or the thirty man group. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the uh, giant. Yeah. I'll meet you guys later at the cafe. We could look at our photos. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there, gonna, guys. Trust me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not scared to be that asshole. Like, good luck. <laughs> so, but that's yeah. just me. Um, if you could shoot right. anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, being the big picture here, right? Where would it be? Mm-hmm. And why? I'm, I'm curious to know. Yeah, well, well, I mean, there's a bunch of places I, I would love to go to. Um, I've, I've always been, you know, I mean, Japan is definitely one of those places, but another place I've always, you know, been fascinated is uh, actually Egypt. Uh, the pyramids are, you know, it's such a monument, and I've, you know, and I've seen, you know, uh, you know, tons of great photos around it, but I, you know, I just thought it's such like a fascinating kind of ancient kind of like landmark that I, I would love to kind of go there and, you know, kind of take photos around it and, you know, the people and, you know, whatnot against that kind of backdrop. I think it'll be such a new and different experience. Um, it's, it's very, you know, uh, it's very fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. That's the first time I've heard Egypt, but definitely sounds oh, yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I get a lot of, um, New York, a lot of places mm-hmm. in the States. Egypt's the first time I've heard, but yeah, the pyramids like is iconic, right? You would like to, to go there and see those. Very much. What motivates you to continue making photos? 
Um, I mean, really it's, it's at the end of the day, it's that hunger, you know, it's that hunger you feel, you know, that you want to take photos, you know, you want to make something, you want to make some kind of an image and, you know, it doesn't really matter what kind of image it is or even how good it's going to turn out. It's, it's what's important is, you know, that you want to do it. And, um, that's really what, what drives me. And I think that's what I try to center myself around. So, yeah. Okay. The drive. Say an up-and-coming photographer is seeking you for advice, right? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? I, I would just say, you know, go all out only on the things that you're really interested in. I mean, it, it's kind of this, it's like the same theme, but I, I really do believe in this, that, you know, whatever is interesting to you is going to be interesting to other people. If you're half-hearted about something and you're just kind of doing it because, you know, that's the, that's the thing that's, you know, popular or whatever nowadays, then, you know, I mean, I mean, people might like it, but, you know, it's, it's just not going to have that, you know, like you quality, you know, like there, you, you need a piece of you in, in that photo. And the only way to get that isn't to try to pretend to be someone else. It's just, just really following what, what, what makes you kind of like, um, kind of tick, you know, what makes you really want to, you know, take the photo. And, and I think that's, that's the most important thing. You have to follow that. Uh, if not, then I think, you know, um, then I, you know, I, it, to me, it, it doesn't make sense, you know, that if you don't do that, then I don't know, you know, why, why are you doing this for exactly, you know, because I think that that's, that's, I think, you know, that same thing for you, Ricky, I think, you know, the reason why you want to take photos and why I want to take photos is because, you know, we're trying to express something about ourselves or how we look at the world. And I think the best way to follow that is just, you have to do what, you know, you really are interested in. So, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> do what's, what interests you. Definitely. Uh, like you said, what interests you will interest someone and that someone is out there. You just have to find them. Right. So now if you can go back to day one where you decided you wanted to do photography seriously, uh, I'm not saying as a career forever or make valuable income. um, But what advice would you give yourself? Um, I, I mean, number one, I would, I mean, cause when I started out, you know, I didn't really have a concept of golden hour even. So I would just tell, tell, tell myself probably like, don't go out at 2 PM in the day, you know, go out around like four, you know, and you'll, you'll have a better time. Um, that's, that's kind of the practical thing, but I would also just say, you know, go where a lot of people are at. I mean, that, that, cause that was something that, you know, in the beginning, cause I live in Koreatown in LA, you know, I, and you know, there's too many people walking around. There's a lot of cars and whatnot. And I, I keep trying to go around and I, I would kind of sometimes feel a bit frustrated because there just wasn't enough subjects that I could take photos of. And the real problem was that I wasn't looking at the right places, you know, and a lot of this did just improve so dramatically if you just go to the right places. So, you know, so yeah, get out of the comfort zone in that way, I guess, you know, try new places, go places where there are a lot of people, you know, and, um, you know, you'll just have a lot, lot more, uh, better time. Yeah. Okay. So I have to say, uh, very good on you discovering that you say you weren't in the right place. Right. But now I'm going to challenge you. And it, it took me mm-hmm. a long time to realize this, wherever you shoot one 
in one location is not going to be the same in another location, right? So uh, what I will say is you were getting frustrated because mm-hmm. there was not a lot of people around. Uh, you have to look at it differently, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to shoot here because you have to see it differently, right? Those Again, those moments that you really want are there, but subconsciously you're looking for a very specific style photo, right? So what you're doing is you're automatically, mm-hmm. you're blocking all those other great moments that are happening in front of you, right? And right. You, you necessarily don't have to have a person in your photo to make a good photograph, right? The moment is there. Yeah. You just, yeah. it's blind. You, you don't, you're unaware of it. So you have to see it. And that it was something that I, I loved about street photography was exposing that unseen world right so i'll use a a kind of like Mm -hmm. an an example like i was walking in the streets with someone and i was in forget what city it was in it was one of the many cities i've been to i was walking with someone and i whenever i i'm walking i always have my camera and i'm taking photos right so my friend i was always like what are you doing and i was like i'm making street street photos i'm like isn't that creepy i'm like Mm -hmm. nope so we, we kept walking and uh, I took a photo. He's like, can I see that? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I showed him the photo I took and he's like, was that right now? I was like, yeah, like maybe a few minutes, a few seconds ago. And he's like, I didn't even see that. Right. I was like, I don't know how you didn't see it. I'm standing right next to you. It happened right in front of us. So the moment's there. Mm-hmm. You just subconsciously block it. So, you know, expose that world to yourself. You know, get out of the mindset of, uh, I don't want to shoot here. And I'm not saying you in particular, I'm just saying in a general case. No, I, th- I think you're, yeah, I think you're right about, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is something about having certain expectations and trying to like fit into that. I think you're, you're right about that, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think, you know, I, I do, you know, come back to Koreatown sometimes and, you know, I, I would find, you know, pretty interesting frames. So I think, you know, there is something valuable that you're saying there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So shooting in Okinawa is a lot more challenging than shooting in Tokyo. Uh, again, I like to shoot places with a lot of people. Um, and Okinawa doesn't have the largest population compared to, say, Tokyo or a larger city in mainland. So it was very challenging. And that's kind of like that when you were saying you went to a location and you just like, oh, there's no- nothing here. Uh, I had that mindset and I had to look at it differently. So now... Uh, it may take me a week. It may take me a month, but I'm still looking and I will get an image that I'm happy with eventually. So, yeah, that's that's my my explanation. So now is uh, part of the podcast where I give you the opportunity to uh, recognize and recommend any photographers you would like to see part of the podcast. Uh, this was something mm-hmm. I started just randomly and it kind of this is the part that kind of took off and is what's helped build the platform mm-hmm. so uh typically right uh i like to speak with Leica photographers because this is a Leica centered podcast but again as i was speaking earlier right they don't have to shoot um Leica. Uh, but you can recommend anybody it doesn't have to be just photographers it could be filmmakers musicians whoever you think okay. the world needs to know about that's not getting the recognition they deserve. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think um, uh, the person I'm thinking of probably has plenty of recognitions, but I, I would be fascinated to hear kind of if you, you know, if you get to interview him, kind of, I, I'd be fascinated to hear that uh, interview is, um, you know, uh, Brett Curry. I do not. Um, sorry, uh, it kind of cut off real quick. Uh, what did you say? I, I, I don't, I've never heard of him, so. That's why I like this part. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I will, I can uh, spell his name for you real quick. Yeah. So he, I mean, he was a huge inspiration for me because he kind of shot around the West Coast, um, and um, you know, g- gave me a lot of ideas. And um, let me just look at. That. And uh, yeah, so it's spelled B R E T and Curry. C-U-R-R-Y. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's a cinematographer, but also a photographer. Uh, and I know he shoots Leica. And um, yeah, um, a lot of good photos. Um, a lot of um, you know, photos that were very you know inspirational for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. Anyone else? Uh, can't really think of anyone else on the top of my mind at this very moment. Um, I might, I might uh, send you some uh, profiles later on. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Uh, no worries. Uh, one person is good enough for me. Keeps the podcast going. So uh, thank you for that. We will look up Brett Curry again. Me, never heard of him, but now I have, and we'll reach out. So my last question, I always ask everyone. Um, and it was asked to me in the very beginning stages of the podcast. Uh, and so I have to thank Craig Clark for this. So thank you, Craig Clark. Um, but what does street photography mean to you? Street photography, um, personally, it's, you know, it, it's the most, um, I don't know. To me, I think it's the, one of the most unpredictable kind of way of expressing yourself, I think, is, is one way to put it. Um, just because I think that unpredictability, that idea of coincidence is so embedded within the art form. Um, so to me, it, it's really the embodiment of that is trying to, you know, I mean, because life itself is so unpredictable. You know, we never know what's going to happen and, you know, all that stuff. And I think normally we want to control things, but I think this is, this is really uh, one type of art form where we try to open ourselves up to it. And I think that's, that's really what's so unique and kind of great about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like asking cause no one ever has the same answer and. Again, right. It, I it's bet. Always, yeah. I bet. Yeah. It's always great to see how people view and feel street photography. So thank you for sharing. Uh, again, that's the for last sure. question that I ask. Uh, but now, if you have yeah. any questions for me, please feel free to ask, and I will answer the best I can. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just curious. Uh, so, what what do you shoot with? And um, you know how you know you shoot. I'm guessing you shoot both film and digital, huh? I do shoot film and digital. Um, I will say I've shot probably every cam- camera brand out there. Uh, but now mm-hmm. every, everyone knows I'm, I'm shooting with Leica. Uh, when it's digital, mm-hmm. uh, I have an M10P, which uh, is collecting dust. I don't nice. really use it. Uh, but I have an M10 monochrome, which is the most, mm-hmm. it sees the most of my work. So um, my, mm-hmm. my work in digital is always black and white, which is why I got the monochrome. Uh, I don't want any temptations of trying to say, oh, this might look better in color. 
honestly, when I'm making street photos, uh, I'm not interested in color. So, um, yeah. Uh, but when is it's, there a reason for that? Just curious. Say again. Uh, reason why you is there a reason why you gravitate towards uh, more to black and white over color? Uh, okay. So when I was shooting with Fujifilm, they mm-hmm. have the the EVF, which was which is amazing, right? Um, you can see the war, You can see the photo as it is going to be made, right? So it's a lot different from like the DSLRs, optical versus right, electronic. Right. So I really loved it. And when I started taking um, street photography lessons, uh, I always geared more towards shadows, right? So I, I really love nice, dark shadows. And right, the when, contrast and all. Yeah. So shooting in with the EVF and just only seeing in black and white, uh, I just kind of fell in love with it, right? Yeah. It was just something so different about making a photo in black and white than it was in color for me. And eventually mm-hmm. I just kept shooting black and white so much that that's where I, I, I stood. Like, so my heart's always in, in black and white photography. Um, gotcha. Again, anyone who's listened to this podcast before in the, in the past knows the only time I technically will shoot color is when I'm shooting film or when I'm taking pictures of my daughter. So other than that, like street photos, never in color uh, outside of film. So, Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was just curious because I know, you know, black and white and color, they're, they're very different too. So, yeah, interesting hearing your thoughts. Okay. How about you? Which do you gravitate more toward? Um, I mean, I, I kind of switch back and forth uh, personally. Um, I think black and white, I, I for some reason, I think in urban areas where there's just more texture and whatnot, I do like black and white a lot more for those moments. Um, but I think, you know, color sometimes, you know, you know, uh, depending on really, it really depends on the subject, but I, I think color sometimes is also very, um, you know, it could be great. Um, but I, I, I do, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I go back and forth and, uh, I think black and white definitely, I do like the, sometimes you could get like a very gritty, uh, kind of feel with black and white. And I, I do really like that too. So, yeah. Okay. Really cool. Well, I mean. That's what color is there for, right? It gives you the option. So mm-hmm. uh, I have exactly. nothing against color photographers. I just, me personally, I don't shoot color. Right. I mean, it's, it's just whatever works, you know, that's, yeah. that's really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that it? Is there anything else? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really, um, yeah. All I could really think about. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you once again for being a guest. Everybody, this is Hoom Yin. Uh, and I'm going to start in this podcast with, uh, I'm going to pick a Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Uh, let's go with this one. Uh, excuse me. Is that a Leica? Yeah. I, I'm just, it's, I'm having fun with this thing. So we'll see what other stories I can yeah. add to it. Uh, but yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. And Hoom Yin. Right. Okay. Uh, have a great day.